You are listening to Through the Greenhouse Haze here on Open Lines Radio. Follow Holly on Instagram at Hothouse Epiphany. Follow Mark on Instagram at TinCan.Telephone. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And check out www.OpenLinesRadio.com for all things Open Lines Radio. Stay tuned for Through the Greenhouse Haze. Enjoy. So have you seen um, what's trending? Uh, Caillou, the little um, Canadian cartoon, children's mm-hmm. educational. Yeah. It's, it's apparently the world is up in arms because I don't, I, and I haven't done the research. I've only seen the tweets. I don't know where this was found, but someone, somewhere someone found online the stats for Caillou, who is a... Five foot, eleven, hundred and seventy pound, four year old. (laughs) He's not that big. No, but I'll tell you what this talk has done. It has put the Caillou theme song in my head. Oh really? Yeah. I can't even remember the Caillou theme song. Growing up is not so tough. Oops. Pardon me. Oh, Caillou. Well, he's uh, yeah. That's that's a big boy. But what that got me thinking is that um, the things people think about, the things people worry about, the height of cartoons. Just no, just in general, the day to day. Why? Who cares? Like where? Like who? Who came across that stat and was like to the point where they're like, I'm gonna make who, this whose trend. Influence made it influential. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but why didn't anyone like? How did someone come? Like I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting. The at. The fact that it exists on the internet miffs you, or the fact that someone found it and it's relevant to so many people is what miffs you. I don't know that it miffs me. You sound miffed. <laughs> I'm not miffed. I don't know that I'm miffed. Miffed isn't the word. I guess what I'm. I'm just. I'm just curious. I'm curious to know how to know why. That particular thing, so many people clung, like, jumped onto it that it was a trending top ten trending topic on Twitter. That like, who care? Like, if 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 you came across that stat, wouldn't you just be like, just continue reading? That's like, who Twitter. cares? That's it's just, a cartoon. Twitter's just full of random nonsense. It's just streaming, streaming nonsense. Right, and I get that. What I'm having a hard time understanding is why someone would choose that piece of nonsense. Do you know what a pregnant goldfish is called? I have no idea. A twit. A twit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Did you find that on Twitter? No. Huh. Nope. It would be funny if Twitter's little uh, logo thing was a pregnant goldfish instead of... A bird. A bird. Yeah. You know who else is a twit? Who? Caillou. <laughs> you think he's a twit? A whiny, whiny, malcontent of a well, cartoon he was boy. Four. He was four. <laughs> whiny show ma- me a four-year-old boy who's not... Show me a boy of any age who's not whiny. There are some joyful, happy little boys. 
I just, I never cared for Caillou's kind of nasally, whiny voice. Kind of a twit. Kind of a pregnant goldfish about it. I'll be honest with you. I know nothing about Caillou. I mean, it's been on in the background of many hours of my life, but I don't know that I ever paid any attention to it at all. And I don't know what that says about my parenting and that maybe I'm just, I should be paying closer attention to the shit my kids have watched through the years. I mean, it's too late now, but I should maybe I should have. <laughs> but I have, I can't even think at all. I, I can picture the, the I can picture it, but I don't know that I've ever consciously stopped and mindfully watched a single minute. Just been background well, you're blur. just missing a, a whining, malcontent four-year-old. Make observations about the world. Well, maybe, maybe that's what we need in this world: more four-year-olds whining and making <laughs> observations. Five foot eleven four-year-olds. Yeah. Did you know that when you sneeze, it leaves your mouth at over a hundred miles an hour? Whoa! How can we harness that energy? Think of all the sneezes in a day. You gotta make a wind bag that like functions energetically. For every God bless, we could turn a turbine. <laughs> now you're on to something. You know? Mm-hmm. And maybe what we need to do is put some of these, these uh, windmills, these sneeze-catching windmills, in the pepper factories. <laughs> 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 now you're thinking. Yeah. Now you're thinking. Yeah. Now you're on to something. If a pepper factory could harness c- had solar the wind had, power had solar panels on the outside and sneeze powered windmills on the inside, it wouldn't even need to make a profit on the pepper. It you're would about be to making sneeze, so much money. That's possible. That might be possible. That might be true. So yeah. It's Bloomsday. Yep, that was a. It is Bloomsday. Do you know how many people choke on ballpoint pens a year? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, you're just a. <laughs> what, what do you got? A, what, what happened? This is, like, this today is what I do. Day? I learn things. I. I learn things. I want to talk about Bloomsday. So All that right. book, Ulysses. Yeah. I went to look for it last night. James Joyce. It's gone. I think it's in that box over there. It uh, so th- so it takes place in twenty four a twenty four hour period and there's this group of people every the Blooms Day group who every year get together and try to read this book in tw- a twenty four hour period like they take they take turns. Have you read it? Of course, I read it. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Just asking. I had a James Joyce class. And I submit that nobody can talk about the pointlessness and easy choices of becoming an English major and read Finnegan's Wake. That's a fair assessment. Because that really exercises your brain. Yeah. Now you might not directly use the information gleaned from reading Finnegan's Wake, but you will use those muscles of your brain again. I like the Dropkick Murphy song. 
Finnegan's Wake. That's a that's a banger. I don't know that I've ever made it through a single Dropkick Murphy song. <laughs> <laughs> or or I don't know that I've made it through two songs. Like Dropkick Murphy's comes on for one song and then usually it gets oh, changed. I saw I saw Dropkick Murphy's like live on uh St. Patrick's Day in some Irish pub. It was good fun. In San Diego? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure on St. Patrick's Day in an Irish pub. Dropkicks yeah. Murphy would drop yeah, kick dropkick Murphy would be fun. But any other day <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, but let Take talk, it or leave let's it. talk about Ulysses. Cuz that's more Well, you know, at the time at the turn of the ni- the 20th century, early 1900s, it was there were a lot of people trying to ban it and, you know, considering it pornography. That's silly. Well, there is a jerk off scene. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. It's it wasn't perceived well. A, it's a day in the life of a couple of regular dudes. How could you not have it completed with a with yeah. a daily wank? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've read it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what else is going? Especially on? cover to cover. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, but it's good to uh, it's good to use. Um, here, here's why I would recommend reading Ulysses. Um. You just can be a pseudo intellectual at parties. <laughs> by saying you read it, why not just be a pseudo intellectual <laughs> at life? Well, because because there's just got to be an audience. If you say so, you know. I guess when you're on your when you're alone, the pseudo drops <laughs> because you know you're a fucking phony you know what if you know you're a genius well that's not when that's, you're alone in your own head okay but that's like, not a pseudo genius why why does this not translate to everyone i see my own genius what if under the um dingy haze of every pseudo intellectual there is a unseen genius But the pseudo-intellectual part is so off-turning. Off-putting. It's so off-putting. Did you know that so Leonardo off you, da Vinci invented scissors? You know what you're reminding me of? The kid from uh, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a mood. I did Sorry, not know I, that. Am I being a twig? No. I did, no, <laughs> no. Are you being a, a pregnant... Goldfish? Goldfish? In no means is my pseudo-intellectual kicking By no means am I implying you're a pregnant goldfish. Rather, an obnoxious I want to talk about these scissors. I want to talk about these scissors. Think of the genius of Twitters. Of Twitters? (laughs) (laughs) Of scissors. Right. You were speaking of... Well, that's what sparked You were talking about genius, and I was like, oh yeah, Leonardo da Vinci. Do you think Leonardo da Vinci in his time was (laughs) off-putting... You think, oh, here comes Da Vinci again. I think I think that's probably a safe assessment. With one of his inventions. <laughs> that's just two knives together, Da Vinci. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> but really over time oh. it takes time, you know. It takes time. It takes time for change and innovation to happen. So like when you first introduce change into the world and you ha- you can't just expect an immediate turnaround. It's like you kind of got to drop change bombs and yeah. and like 
scare the citizens of your inner self into yeah, submission. I, I read somewhere that a cigarette lighter was invented before the match. Hmm. I haven't fact-checked it. What, well, maybe. Maybe like in a stainless steel, like a Zippo type. Yeah, like an before old plastic. Yeah. Flint, yeah. That's crazy. Well, is it is it, is that because they were able the to discover the fuel it, yeah, before be they were the able chemical. to discover the chemical that they, on a match tip? When when know. were ma- when did matches come into existence? Uh, I'm gonna Google it. Hang on. I'm gonna check this back right now. Because I want to know who invented the match. Very highly portable, and, and I also wonder the economic or the uh, environmental um, impact of the invention of the match, both the toxins released upon striking and like the, the carcinogens released from the wood and paper. John Walker invented the first successful friction match in 1826. He Strike was an box. English chemist and druggist and had a lifelong obsession with finding fire easily. Hmm. Obtaining fire. Do you think he um, did psychedelics? <laughs> Well, he's a chemist. That's what I'm saying. You think he's like breaking bad up in his and he just got lucky with a match? I don't know. There's not a lot of information. But do you ever wonder about the environmental, the cumulative Cumulative. Cumulative. I'm really struggling with You're struggling a little bit today. Well, you know. Sunday morning. Right. But the cumulative. Cumulative. (laughs) Cumulative. (laughs) (laughs) Impact. Of matches? Of matches. Like in the in the environmental overall, waste, everything. or just no. the fact that people suddenly the had the overall. ability to burn shit down Maybe. upon yeah. thought. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like also like the carcinogens that were released oh, from yeah. these burning things. Not just the match, but the mm-hmm. burning things that a match was able to the convenience of a match. And then think of all the paper from those matchbooks. Yeah. Back in the day, before like paper was, like when paper really had an environmental impact. Mm-hmm. These days, it's not so much. Interesting. They grow the trees to make into paper. Here's one about environmental impact. This is just in America. Just in America. The oil that runs off pavement and into gutters and eventually other larger bodies of water is the equivalent of the Exxon Valdez spilling every year into the ocean. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yes. That's... Uh, uh, that's a significant. And if you, um, that's a, an oil spill a year for decades upon decades. Well, now now think of it in this context. Now on the coasts, it has it has the impact of going, a Valdez spill right and, into the and, ocean. A, and going into the ocean. But what about inland? Right. What about Fresh in waters? Ohio? Mm-hmm. Where there, what about where there's in places where there are there is no water? What about Flint, Michigan? Yeah, and that's just. More oh, contamination yeah, yeah, into the groundwater. Yeah, that was another thing that was trending. That Jeff Bezos has enough money that he could buy every homeless person in America their own house and fix the water in Flint seven times over. 
It's a lot of money. But here, and here's the crazy thing, is a lot of people, probably the majority of people, believe that the people with that much money deserve to just keep having more money at their own expense. Well, that's the capitalist jive. It's crazy. It's crazy how... Like, I, I wonder what's prevent. I wonder if it actually is possible. I'm wondering if you had that kind of money. We'll see. We, we'll see with his ex-wife, won't we? Because she's p- planning on doing some good shit. Yeah, but she we'll gave see. Like half of it but away I, already. But I wonder if it's possible. Like, it, since he, if, if he, let's say he, so he's got the money to do all that stuff seven times over. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he just takes a seventh of his money, so he still has six times. You know, mm-hmm. and does it once instead of seven times <laughs> over, and just does it once. Do you think right. the powers that be and the red tape in place and the government entities and the Rothschilds and everything that's no. in place would prevent? Like, like if somebody came along with, that had the money to fix Flint, how many things would stand in their way from actually? Like, if somebody said, "Here, here, take these billions of dollars and fix Flint," it wouldn't happen. They wouldn't let it. Yeah, you're probably right. They would get tied up in things for years. Like it's like there's those things are. Everybody's hands are kind of tied with everything. I think we're reaching that pinnacle of realization where like we can say what we want to do, what we could do, but when it comes down to actually doing it, the blocks put in place are just they're meant to be staggeringly overwhelming. So you just sometimes you can't even help effectively even if you wanted to yeah exactly i was just listening to um a podcast where uh duncan trussell was talking to dr drew about the homeless problem in la and duncan trussell's asking well people are listening that want to help where can they help and he says well go the la mission is is who's doing the most work down there and that's where you want to go help but here's the thing the city of los angeles won't work with the la mission because they're a religious organization so they can't function together. The, the government can't mm. function in, with this. They, they, right. So they're, they're, they put these divisions in place. Like, what a stupid thing. Here's a, here's a thing where if they, they chose, those two things could work together. Here are two powers ready to come together with their resources, and they cannot. Right. Because of stuff written on paper that says so-and-so can't change this with Because so-and-so. of a constitu- the Constitution. You know, my brother actually... No, that Nick said the other day, um, he he get he works in corrections, and they always have like a ton of extra food. They have so much allotted to um, like halfway houses that he works at, and a couple of other facilities, and they always have this like leftover food. And so he's like, I I hate this. I hate throwing it away. He wanted to take it to the food bank, and he tried to organize just like a weekly pool to take the extra food to the food bank and they can't for the same reason like food bank is a charitable organization this the prison, prison system food is, a is paid for by taxpayers right. money but you know in you know with that whole structure but uh, same thing like the the silly thing the silly thing like why can't you just give people food it's That's like a, so it's dumb. like restaurant owners who if something gets cooked wrong and sent back, the people who work there can't eat it. It has to be thrown away because the restaurant owner is worried that people will cook extra food 
wrong on purpose just so that they can it will come back and they can eat it and so like if if you are a restaurant owner and you, the people who are working for you have to like burn a fucking steak so that they can eat you know yeah but when where do you draw the line as as a business owner, I can see how that would become a sticky situation too. Just because I've been in positions just because where people I've been are users, generous, right? Right. I've been overly generous and too open one time, which led to um, that expectation of me doing that every time, which led to basically this destruction of the small business. <laughs> like it was no longer right. Tenable. Right. I get it. I get it. I get it. I guess you, it's, it is hard to have a discerning eye, especially when you're in the business of making money, which is what business is. Right. I was talking. It is. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to like. I know. I get it. I get to it. To navigate. But you got to look at. I just try to see all sides. But well, yeah, I agree. Like, why can't you give people food that's gonna rot? But I on the same time, would you want to go? Let's go back and look at this uh, government's not being able to work with religious organizations. That I think that's ridiculous when it comes to like helping the homeless or putting food in a food bank but what but on but i feel differently when it's like uh religious organizations coming in and dictating how law is written you know there you go so that you kind of have to have the separation of church and state (laughs) it's necessary apparently that we right but it just it just wouldn't come to helping people and i I guess everybody if you want to sometimes it's really hard to find a way to effectively uh at the very first dimension of things. Even altruism is uh, subjective. Subjective altruism. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot we got away from it. Sorry, I went on a rant. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's good. It was It was about just... just I, I, I know I get what you're saying I get what you're saying there's okay I remember there's, I was talking to this girl the other day and she was just asking me she's like how do you what, what do I do like I, I lent this money to somebody like people suck why do people suck so bad I, this person's like owes me this money and they're not paying me back and they're like buying shit <laughs> and I know they have the money <laughs> and I just said I said you want to stop yourself from this heartache there's two things you can do First thing is never... Well, here's the first... There's only one thing you do. Never lend anybody money. Never lend anybody money. If you feel like there's someone in need that needs money, give them the money. Give them the money. But if you lend somebody money, you will always be disappointed. It's not coming back. That's... It's exactly (laughs) like the Cheers episode I watched the other night. It was like, Diane borrows 500 bucks from Sam to buy this uh, signed limited edition... I forget who the author was. Anyway, and then she shows up in a cashmere sweater. It's really driving Carla crazy. She's eating a crab salad sandwich. And, and Carla's so bugged that Sam won't say something like, where, you know, where are you getting all this cash? But he's good. He, he gave it to her. He never expected to get it back. You and your the philosophy of Sam Malone. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's an altruist. And an empathic, he's a kind, a kind Dionysus. Was Dionysus unkind? I don't know. He's a bit subjective. He'd be subjectively altruistic, I suppose. We all are subjectively altruistic. <laughs> what one person thinks is this this Chick-fil-A bill. 
<laughs> that one one person that some person thinks is a good thing to make to make it so employers can discriminate based on your sexuality. That Chick Fil A Chick Fil A did it, but then like they're not part of this bill, but they're still calling it the Chick Fil A bill because they're the freaking. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Chick Fil A, you fucking suck. Your food used to be delicious. And I stopped eating it for a long time, and I went back. Because I you caved. Could taste the hate. I caved. No, well, I just stopped. I so <laughs> years ago when Chick Fil A decided they were gonna start doing well, this, it was a big deal in Utah. I, and, and I boycotted really it. For, I boycotted Chick Fil A for probably ten years. Mm-hmm. And just recently, my I've caved just because I had like some free coupons or something, you know. And it's like fine if you're gonna if I'm going to Chick Fil A, it's gonna be on you, Chick Fil A. You know, and then, but then one bite and it was like so good. But like the last couple of times, it's been disgusting. And it's like, all right, yeah. And then I see this new bill, and it's like, Fuck all right, you and your gross but food but there's somebody that thinks that, that there's somebody that thinks that has a positive effect. That bill, so it's, it is subjected. They think they're helping people. They are. They're helping business owners save money in insurance costs while not giving someone an alternative to get insurance. That's that's what's up with that. And somebody says this will help this will help the rich business owners which will in turn help the poor workers because when the business owner is making money he shares, right? Right. But he doesn't. He just finds other ways to Hey. Do you want to know the lifespan of a major league baseball? A baseball? Yeah. Let me guess. Okay. Is it in? Oh wait, is it in a time frame or is it in pitches thrown? Pitches. I'm gonna say three. Seven. Oh. That's a lot of balls. It's a lot of balls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh! I have one more sports. You know what that means? That means there in in, in baseball, on average, one out of every seven balls is hit. Right. Do you know that? Michael Jordan makes enough in Nike residuals every year than all of the Malaysian workers and overhead costs in his factory, in the not his, but in Nike factories combined. Yeah, that's that's deep. That's heavy shit. That's shit that you have to think of when you're strapping on your Nikes or anything. Yeah, it's not just Nike. It's everything. And the, but it's it's like how do you get away from how do you get away from it? How how do we live in a world where everything is free trade stuff? Right. Yesterday I watched an undercover boss for with Hooters, the CEO of Hooters. It was trippy. Was it Hooters or was it the the food company that makes Hooters food? It was kind of like a weird. It, they had made it. Would, the company had like produced the sauce cups and the or the ranch and the wing sauce for Hooters, and then eventually, the the dad of the current CEO bought the the Hooters, the Hooters franchise, and he busted this guy being just a total total pig of a manager. It was actually the a really cool did. episode. Yeah, the CEO went all undercover to gain intel on this misogynistic pig of a restaurant manager and he handed that guy his ass it was great if only we could all be so lucky to work at a place where the ceo gets selected by this show to go in with cameras undercover and see what's happening so he can pledge to change it yeah 
But if you didn't go in with cameras, they, st- they wouldn't do anything. May- they still know. probably you don't, don't do anything. You they still know. probably don't. I have zero faith. Speaking of Hooters and work uniforms, um, it, it's a requirement that Major League umpires wear black underwear in case they bend over and their pants split. Oh, because they have black pants and they're fat. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> I didn't see anything about that. That's two baseball facts. Did you know that dueling is legal in Paraguay as long as both participants are registered blood donors? I didn't. I thought you were going to say as long as both of them die. <laughs> That's the same well, as suicide. Well, they're counting on both being at least mortally wounded enough to to get some. Well, they have to blood both be because you don't bank. know which one's going to be bleeding out. That's yeah. You just don't know. We ain't going to spill any blood and waste it though. Not in Paraguay. You want a dual duel, but don't waste what's the blood. What's going on in Paraguay? Like, what's what's the climate? What's going on in what's Paraguay? The, what's the current climate? Um, just in general, the what's amazing? the what's I'm the vibe? What's the vibe of Paraguay? Paraguay today. Well, then you 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 I praise the internet as the Wi-Fi the goes out. The wifi. <laughs> 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 oh, there I yeah. go, being my. Uh, well, glitchy, I guess we'll never know. I that's that's my glitchy ass self. That's something that uh, I guess the world's not ready for. No, hang hang on, we're not done. We might be done. I don't know that it's going to connect. This is thrilling, thrilling talk podcast. You don't like my facts. You don't like my twit. Facts you know, but you know what? You. you know what? No, Did I you do. Learn I do. Today? I learned a lot today. I learned a lot. Um, let's let's just recap what I've learned. I've learned that um, I've learned about the pregnant goldfish mm-hmm. being a twit. <laughs> I learned about uh, someone else was a twit, but I don't remember. Caillou. Caillou's a twit. Uh, I learned about. Uh, I hope I taught you some things as well about becoming a, a pseudo intellectual. Pseudo intellectual, subjective altruist. How to fit in at a college party. No, I, that's different. It's different when I went to college. Ugh. These days, I don't think you. I don't think a pseudo intellectual would walk in the door. They're, it's more of the coffee shop, a college town coffee shop. A college town coffee shop. Pseudo intellectual. Where they recite their thoughts of Ulysses. Yes. In modern parallels. There's not a whole lot of like college movies anymore, so I don't have a, like a frame, or maybe there are. I just don't watch them. But used, there used to be like a lot of movies that took place on college campuses. And so I kind of had this idea of what uh, Ivy League college campus would look like because I'm wondering if they're still wearing those sports jackets with the elbow patches. I, I was in um, I was in Redlands the other day, um, setting up a garden center out there, and they have a. I was in the little college area with the Greek housing, and it was so different from all the other. Uh, houses and stuff around it like it it was classic it would look like a classic yeah college and, and right you know around the college they have like so it's it's out there in the middle of uh inland empire and it's it's really hot and it's pretty barren but you get to redlands and it's up against the mountain and they have really beautiful tall sycamore trees it looks like an ivy league situation this neighborhood <laughs> it's really cool it's and then it kind of goes into just 
like regular burbs. But and then three more miles to the crack houses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they like they even have like the Greek lettering up on the on the white. That's good to hear. Outside. That's good to but hear. There still exists out there. I don't. I don't know about elbow patches. <laughs> well, I don't know that you find landscape is. Intact. I don't know that you would find elbow patches out here. You would need to go to the Ivy League. That's what I'm wondering. Right, is right. if is if at Harvard they're still wearing elbow patches, and if not the the hipster students, the professors. Like, I want to know. Hit me up on Instagram at tincan.telephone if you are like in Boston or something, and you see people walking around with elbow patches. Here's here's what's going on in Paraguay today. Massive failure in an electrical system has left I Argentina, about that today. Paraguay, and Uruguay completely without power. Also, Paraguay is playing guitar in a soccer game as we speak. While their country is without yes. power, they're in France. They're playing soccer, Qatar. I um, exercised yeah, some America. American pride today and watched a little bit of the uh, Women's World Cup. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I heard it. Pew. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Women's soccer is fun. But yeah, that's Paraguay today. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. There was a big power outage in all the Targets yesterday when everyone was shopping for Father's Day. Oh, my gosh. It's like going shopping at Target is suddenly like living in Paraguay. What is this world coming to? It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Paraguay is currently the world's largest exporter of hydroelectric power. Wow. Now if they could just harness, they can harness some sneezes. pepper company sneezes. <laughs> There's gotta be pepper companies in Paraguay, right? There's gotta be. Right. Interesting. Hydroelectric. But apparently the grid is in failure right now. Do you think that they say Gesundheit in Paraguay? Hmm. Maybe just when Hitler was hiding out there. I don't know. Was Hitler there? I think, no. Maybe. Was he? I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah, because I think they, I don't remember if it was a Colombia or Argentina where all the old SS guys had secret hideouts. I watched something on it the other day. I don't know. Well, this has just been uh, a wealth of knowledge. I really do. I really do feel um, more like a more complete person than I did 30 minutes ago. I'm so glad. Me too. Me too. Sometimes you need to talk the shit out that rolls around in your brain. <sighs> There's a lot of shit rolling around. All the time. What, what, what we haven't figured out yet, though, is the environmental impact of matches. <laughs> Right. We figured out who invented them. Some acid-eating... That's strictly conjecture. You don't... <laughs> Just because he was a chemist... And he lit that first match, he's like, whoa. whoa. bro. Look what I just did. Broke on through, man. Yeah. Since the dawn of time, they've been waiting for that. There's no way you invent that the shit if friction, you're not tripping. The friction <laughs> match. He's like... He was just out in his garage, just rubbing sticks together with every weird chemical he could find. Yeah. 
what's the accident that has to happen <laughs> <I don't laughs> to realize this chemical s- s- when this chemical strikes against sandpaper? Well, ask Jack Parsons how it all went. <laughs> Kablooey. Ask Walter White. Kablooey. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. He got lucky. Him and uh, Da Vinci with the scissors. <laughs> Fucking Da Vinci. That guy's always got some scheme. <laughs> Everybody's so jealous. Oh, great. Here comes Leonardo. Let's find out what you did today. But the, that's, I know the, the thing that sucked is that it worked, his things worked. And so so so, so I imagine I imagine these these two guys seeing uh <laughs> seeing him over there seeing Leonardo da Vinci over there using his scissors and being look at check out this guy with the scissors. Fucking Da Vinci. We can do it with two knives. That's all it is, is two knives. All he did was put two knives together, and then a week later, you catch those guys using scissors. <laughs> I like how you almost went into, like, a little bit of a of a Cockney James Joyce Ulysses-type <laughs> well, internal dialogue. I think it was more of a... Of I, a I've caught a little... I think it was more of a post-Irish New York <laughs> oh. accent. What a fusion cuisine. Yes. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy over here. All right. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> All right. Um, talk to you soon. Yeah, later, skater. <laughs>